1: The Therapy as a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show, Hi my favorite people, hey y'all, how y'all doing? So this episode is going out a little late because one, this weekend y'all, I relaxed and... No excuse. Your girl just has been like trying to get her routine back in order um, through this pandemic. But I wanted to make this episode extra special. So I took some extra time to actually create something for you all. Um, This episode is very different from what I normally do. But I surveyed my email list, by the way, if you are not um, on my email list. You missing out, sis, because that's where all the tea is spilled. But um, this episode was brought as an idea from my email list because I send an email out periodically, like at least once a week, I send an email out to my email list. And they're like my best friends, honestly, because I just love to share and I give a lot through my email list. So definitely join my email list. The link will be below. And I asked them that I told them that I was getting back into the routine of building a routine. Um, and if they were interested in that, to literally email me and say, spill the tea. Well, I got so many emails <laughs> that were like, spill the tea, sis. spill the tea, spill the tea. And so I am naturally a productivity time management. I would call myself, I wouldn't say a guru, but I am very, very big on routines and systems. Like that is my thing, which is not something I talk about a lot on this platform because It's so different from what I like to talk to y'all about, but that's a side of me that I am really finding to be a gift because God just really like when I fall off or I am just big on discipline and productivity, like I'm not a person that likes to procrastinate, even though there are times and moments where I do procrastinate, but I really can recognize like when I have fallen off and I have always been that way. I very I have always been a person that is about organization. And so how this episode is gonna tie to this platform is I believe routines help us with our mental health and routines and having good time management helps us overall with our mental health because it it literally helps us feel accomplished when we're able to get stuff done. We're able to kind of get out of the rut of the same thing or kind of going into your day really with the unknown. And really through this pandemic, y'all, our lives have shifted completely. Like God shut the world down essentially. And so I found myself for me, the challenge that I could not get a hold of a good routine because I was so used to being out and about that my routine had a lot to do with how to basically get myself together to go out and do what I need to do. So when I'm at home all day and I don't really have clarity on my day, I'm not really like working towards a goal or I'm not really like building up the muscle of discipline like I used to, I found myself getting very like, Moody, sad, not really feeling accomplished. And I think, and I'm very sensitive to talking about this because I don't want to paint the picture of like, we have to be on the move or we have to be like, just like, shooting out goals and all this kind of stuff. I'm really just talking about having something where you can kind of start your day with a little bit of structure, so that your whole day doesn't feel wasted. And so I am a big um, person about routines, like I said, And even if you're not a morning person and you're a night person, which I'm not really talking about a night routine, but these principles can still apply if you're a night person and you're more of a person who works at night or gets things done at night, it can be the same way. But I just didn't, I was becoming very frustrated with with the fact that I didn't have anything set up in my day to get things done. And I felt like that was probably common amongst my audience. And so when I asked my email list about it, and I got the amount of emails I got back, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a whole episode on this. Because it's very important that we understand that and and truly I really want the feedback from y'all so if this was help if this whole episode is helpful to you please shoot me an email and say this was helpful girl I really enjoyed the episode something really short and sweet it can be long if you choose to but send the info to info at com. info i n f o at r o s l y n r e n e dot com. I'll leave it below but send me an email back saying this was helpful because I genuinely love teaching about time management. Like I talk to my friends all the time and give them strategies. And they're like, girl, how do you know this stuff? Like, (laughs) girl, it's just my thing. So I just really wanted to start this episode with that. So what we're going to talk about today, I have five points, is I'm really going to touch on like what the basis of having a routine is for And then I'm actually going to teach you how to create a routine. And then we're going to go into just like some specific things as it relates to building this out for yourself. Okay. So my first point is why routine is important. First of all, like I said before, we've been in this pandemic now for, I think, going on six weeks and it's been an adjustment. And so I think with any new change, new season change, you're always having to adjust. But the trouble with having to adjust is that the common thing is you normally do shifts. So why having a routine is important is it creates some level of structure, which I don't know about you, but I am a person. I'm not a free spirit, sis, okay? I don't fly by the seat of my pants. That's just not how your girl rolls. It's just not who I am. If I was like that, cool. If you are like that, cool, sis. You know, take what I say with a grain of salt and keep it pushing, but Having some level of structure to your day and having a routine or something that can get your moods or get your day started for your mood can shift a lot of things and you doing it over time. Like I'm gonna challenge y'all, do this for five days and do it with a partner. Like I don't say go into this blindly by yourself. Like literally grab hold onto a friend and ask them to literally go alongside you with creating a routine and and seeing it flushed out. But Routines are important in creating structure, and we need structure. Like, we're really in a time where nothing we do has structure, and we still are managing life. Life is still going on. We're still having to manage kids. We're still having to manage our marriages. We're still having to manage our jobs if we still have them. We're still having to manage, you know, cooking, cleaning, all of these different things that truly have impacted the way we move about in, in our days, that we can find ourselves literally spending hours in front of the TV or hours on our phone, which is nothing, I'm, I'm never gonna hit somebody and say something's wrong with that. But if you're somebody that really wants to kind of like get some things done as you're on this time, you having this time, you can utilize this time to create some structure to your day. So routines are helpful in building out structure and everything that we do has a system. I don't care if it's the way we get up in the morning and brush our teeth, take a shower, put on clothes. That's a that's a routine. That's something you do consistently that you haven't you don't have to be told to do. It's just something that's so consistent and disciplined inside of you. And discipline creates healthy habits. Like I think discipline is important, but if I'm, if I'm just starting from the beginning, the importance of a routine is it creates structure. Okay? So my next point is small beginnings. I am not someone, sis, that's going to tell you to literally add 50 things to your morning routine. It's just not going to happen. Pick out, a when we get into the part of creating a routine, pick out... And I have, and I'll I'll tell y'all, I have a whole ebook that you can get for purchase. It's only seven bucks. But I'm outlining, I have a bunch of different points that you can choose from. Pick three to four things that you can do in the morning. And they can be simple things like making up your bed, making your coffee and sitting and drinking it, cooking breakfast, getting dressed. Those can be very simple small things but you do them consistently throughout the day it creates a level of expectation and structure i'm not telling you to cook a big breakfast every single day and then or work out for 45 minutes cook a big breakfast clean up your whole house then hop into work like that's not what i'm saying start small Pick a couple of small, quick things that may only take you five to 10 minutes that can set your mood for the day and that can get you into your, into your routine. So I'll give you an example of mine. So I created a whole morning routine for myself because I was like, sis, you got to get back on it. So this is what, um, mine is basically consisting of at 6am. I wake up between 6am and 7 30. I wake up. Or 6.30 to 7.30. I did this for me because sometimes I'm not going to wake up at 6.30. Sometimes I'm going to wake up literally right at 7.30, which I did this morning. And then for 30 minutes from 7.30 to 8, I shower and get dressed. And in between that time, I did my face routine, which I had not done in a long time since. Okay, I ain't did that in a long time. But my whole skincare routine, I picked out my clothes. I was able to go make my coffee while my... um Face serum was drying on my face. I was able to make my bed, like all that kind of stuff. I did all that in the middle of showering and getting dressed and I was done in 30 minutes. Then from 8 a.m to nine, I I made my breakfast and I did my devotional. And I know for me I'm I haven't been a big devotional person, but I know right now in this time for me, I need a devotional. I need something structured that's gonna give me the word that's very quick, but also feed something to me that can get me into the routine with God. Because I was struggling even in my own routine with the Father, where I was like, I don't know what to read because I just didn't feel like I had structure. So this helped me, this devotional, helped me to really, this devotional time, helped me to have some structure even in my time with God. And then from from nine to 10, I have a meeting on a consistent basis at work. And then from 10... To 11 on Mondays, I have a business meeting with God. And then, if I don't do that on Monday from 10 to noon, I work. And that's my like structured time to if I'm either working on my business or I'm working on my work. My job right now, I'm not working as many hours as I used to. So I have some flexibility. And then from noon to three o'clock I take a break in between but that's when I have solid focus on my job work because I'm able to actually focus for a long period of time and so between 10 and three I'm working and that's my solid time and that's my solid area in time that I focus on my work it gives me the ability to I can look at the clock and say okay this is how much time I got And then from three to four, I do some meetings. And from three to five, I work on my business and I'm done for the day at five. But just that small chunk of take a shower, get dressed, make your bed, have my breakfast and my devotional all that is done before I hop into my work. So that creates a small beginning for me to be able to get things done for myself before I hop into the day doing stuff for other people. And so that's what I mean about creating a, a routine that has small beginnings. What are a couple things you can grab hold on to that may take you five to 10 minutes that don't make you overwhelmed so if it is working out for 30 minutes adding that in but then taking a shower and getting dressed and like doing all those other things that can really 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 set some structure to your day okay so my next point is stick with what works so we all try to reinvent the wheel and sis there's things that you know for you work like i know for me i have to have my time with god in the morning. I know for me it's very important that I have breakfast. I know for me it's very important that I don't shoot for trying to do a like a long workout in the morning. Like I just that just doesn't work for me. I know it's very important for me to write down my to-do list. I know it's very important for me to have accountability. That's very important to me. What doesn't work is having too many tasks. What doesn't work is being distracted with social media. What doesn't work is not spending time with God. What doesn't work is not having a solid morning routine like those things don't work for me. If I don't spend time with God in the morning, I usually can tell that I've been off, and that's just me so if you're a if you're a night person and your routine is to you know spend time with God at night cool, perfect works for you It doesn't work for me. And so you have to stick with what works for you. What are the things that work for you? Is it writing down your to-do list? Is it um, talking to your mom in the morning before you start your day? Is it um, making your bed up in the morning? Is it um, not watching TV until noon? Is it Because that's the thing. We have to put controls in place for distractions too as well, which I can talk about another time. So stick with what works is my next point. Number four, recognize where you spend the most time. If, Sess, Sess, listen to me, Sess. If you literally, and I'm not judging you, okay? I'm gonna link below my episode called, I don't remember what it was called, but I did a whole episode where I actually shared how much time I spent on social media and it was ridiculous, It was ridiculous, y'all. I'm going to link it below. It was so good because I basically, I think I spent in a week's time, I spent a whole day on social media. So a combination of 24 hours. So I think if you break up 24 hours into seven days, I think, let me see, how much much is that? So that's like, I spent about three to four hours a day on social media, give or take. In a week. And so like, that much time, and I know it's easy because we're at home, we're not really doing things, so it's easy to just pick up your phone and look at the phone, but like, the amount of time that's literally monotonous of looking and scrolling through something is like, what could I be doing? So for me, your girl, right now, I'm not on social media. Just because I need to get some, I need to be literally intentional about what I need to do now, for example, in my time off social media, I'm using other avenues to post and things of that nature. So I use a posting app will post things for me. Um, But I'm not so much engaging. I'm not doing the monotonous scrolling. I'm just not doing it because I know for me right now, Roslyn don't got the self control to work and get some things done and, and accomplish some goals by being on social media right now. It's just not helpful for your girl. So recognize where you spend the most time. Is it YouTube? Is it, is it um, spending time in front of the TV? Is it shopping? I mean, I'm not gonna say shopping is bad, but just find where you spend the bulk of your time and recognize how can I cut some of that off? So if I spend five hours in front of the TV, how can I cut that down to maybe three hours and do two hours of something else? Two hours is actually a long time, y'all. Like two hours you could get done you could do some spring cleaning around your house. Like, go clean out your closet. Go clean up under your cabinets. I did that yesterday. I'm gonna do a whole other episode on that. I literally cleaned out up under my cabinets and 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 cleaned my closet out and reorganized it. Probably took me maybe three hours. But the for sis, okay? Let me tell you something. The the tranquility, my God, that I feel. Walking into my closet and I can see everything. Everything is laid out in front of me. I'm not walking over shoes. Oh my God, Jesus. It is like a whole nother thing. So how can you take that two hours? And you can only really spend one day doing that. How can you take that two hours and do something else? Go for a walk for an hour. Do something else besides that. And so recognize where you spend the most of your time and create some avenues and some things around that. If, if in the morning you spend an hour on your phone, well, how can you literally cut that down to 30 minutes on your phone? Maybe you need to set a timer when you wake up literally on your phone for 30 minutes. When that timer goes off, you get up out the bed and do something. I hope that makes sense. Okay. And my last and final point is the power of planning and accountability it is important. And really what this point is the power of intention. It is really important that this is about intention. Literally call your girl who, you know, is like on the same way as leap you sis, who's about goals, who's about handling her business, things like that. And say sis, I need some accountability with my time. Like how can we go into this week? And if it's Monday, cool. How can we go into this week and like crush it? How can we go into this week or next week? How can we go into next week and crush it? Like, what are some things that we need to do? How can we create a morning routine? The thing with accountability, and I don't remember the, I don't remember the percentage, but I know like if you have an accountability partner, you are like 95 to 97% more likely to complete something because of that, because of that touch point. And so for the people that are in my life, they hold me so accountable to what I want to do because there are so many things that I say I I want to do. I say I want to do this. I say I want to do this. I say I want to do this and don't have any action behind it. But the importance of planning and having accountability is so powerful because you don't even realize like for me, but when I made this routine for myself, I literally got in front of a piece of paper and was like, what doesn't work and what does work? Wrote those two things out. And I was like, okay, how can I make a routine before I go to work? That's like at home though. How can I, how can my day be so, so valuable before 9am? What can I do? I know for me, I don't like the fact that I wear leggings and a t-shirt all day. So how can I actually get dressed? How can I, I know for me, I don't like the fact that my face be looking crusty and I don't do my morning routine, my face routine. Cause it's like a whole process. It's like, I got like six products. It's just the whole thing. Okay. But it makes me feel good when I do it because I'm like, oh, my face feels good. I look pretty in the face, so on and so forth. How can I make sure I get breakfast in the morning? How can I make sure I get my devotional time? Like all that before 9am. What does that need to look like? And that's literally the power of planning, accountability, and intention. It's it's creating a plan, having someone else to hold me accountable. So I've told my friends about this plan and then being intentional to follow through with it. And really, that is literally what clicked in my head after this morning. After I did my morning routine, it's almost as if my day has flowed better because I'm not doing Five or six different things at one time, I'm, I'm seamless in knowing what I need to do. And not always to say like you're going to do the same thing or you're going to get everything done you need to get done in the time frame, because I think I went over like 10 minutes and something else, but it was just easier for me to know the time frame in which I was able to get things done. It don't take me 30, it takes me 30 minutes to get ready. I don't need an hour. Some people may need 45 minutes. I don't need that much time. So it's really about the power of planning, accountability, and really being intentional. And then when being intentional, it's like follow through with it. So if you know Monday is the best day to do it, then you fall off Tuesday. Get back on the horse on Wednesday. I know for me, if I don't do the same thing I did on Thursday, on Monday, I'm going to likely fall off. Like Wednesday and Thursday are my hit points where I'm like, I'm tired I don't feel like doing it. But if I can really hit it on Thursday, I'll be more successful the rest of the week. And so those are the things you kind of kind of keep in mind, too. Like, when do you fall off? The top of the week is my thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, too. But by Thursday, I'm like, girl, I ain't trying to do that. So if I do the same thing I did on Thursday and Monday, the power of planning, you have to do it on Monday and Thursday, Roslyn, because that will set your tone for the rest of the week. And so it's it's just it's about knowing you knowing what works knowing what doesn't works and then following through on those things, okay? All right, and again, I have a whole ebook. The link will be below that will list out all these things for you and then literally I'm going to list out different things that you can pick for your morning routine, and then I'm going to literally give time blocks where you can fill in those things and the times where you're actually able to create a sustainable morning routine. So I'm not leaving you out here high and dry, sis, okay? But I want to break this down to you, okay? So now let's actually get into the routine. So I listed out my routine to y'all already. What time do you need to wake up? That's the biggest thing. Because I don't know about my night owls, but your girl, my husband is a night owl, sis. And listen, I don't know how he does it, okay? I don't quite understand the whole night owl situation, but this man will literally, like, stay up till two. I don't get it. I I really, I don't. I'm the person that's in the bed by nine. Now, since I'm even on quarantine, I've been in the bed like at 11, which is really not like your girl. So I had to be like, okay, what time do I got to wake up? That's why I gave myself such a big gap between 630 and 730, because I know I can wake up between that time. But what time do you need to wake up? If it's 11, that's fine. But what do you need to do when you then wake up? But half the day is gone at 11, but I won't judge okay i won't judge but what are the activities for the morning that set your mood okay that's where i'm going to actually list out in the ebook activities that you can pick out 3 to 4 things sis not shooting for the stars but 3 to 4 things that you can pick out in the morning to do that kind of set your mood for me it's time with god for me it's prayer for me it's like having my the reason i picked out my breakfast with my devotion time because when i'm eating i'm not really i'm i'm actively engaging in my devotion. I'm taking my time. I'm sipping my coffee and talking to Holy Spirit. Like those are the things that set my mood. I mean, that time is just so beautiful to me. It's like really, really awesome. Um, then going into your activities for work. So my people that are still working, what activities do you need to do for work? So for me, I work at a school Most of my kids that I do counseling with don't wake up till noon. So that's why I kind of set my block of time for work in the middle of the afternoon towards the evening, because most of them don't wake up till noon. But I do have a block of time in the morning where I spend time doing like administrative things that I need to get done for work because I manage a team. So that's how I really broke that up. You need a solid time for work. okay? you need a solid time for break. And if you want to hop back into something related to work or if you're done for the day, cool. But having those things in place, you've got to take breaks. And so having that solid amount of time, if that means writing your to do list, if that means taking a lunch, if that means going for a walk, like for me, I go for walks on walks on my break and I call my mom or I call a friend and I'm talking and running my mouth because that's a mental break for me to then hop back into my work. Now, the distractions part, sis, I'm still learning, but I know for me, do not disturb is is my best friend, okay? And I really try when I am on a time limit, I'm really good about really closing it off. Like, I just have to do that in order to be able to know I'm getting things done, okay? So some controls for distractions are like changing up where you work, if you need to switch up in front, of, instead of sitting on the couch, going to a designated table and working, if that means, cause that, cause with the couch, you get sleepy. You start looking on your phone. You might turn on the TV. I don't work well in front of the TV. I know people who actually work in front of the TV while they watch TV. And I just don't do that. Cause I, one, I'm not a big TV watcher, but two, I, my attention span is so short. I flip back and forth through. So if that means you need to go sit at a table and do work, then do that. If that means you need to log out of Instagram, actually physically log out, not delete the app, but physically log out of the social media. So when you find yourself opening it up, you're logged out. You can't just log in. Um, Other controls for distractions would be having a check in with your accountability partner. What did you get done today? What are the things that you accomplished? How did you set the tone for your day? And I guarantee you, if you have that solid like seven, eight, nine. So that's two hours in the morning time of me like setting my day for myself literally changes the game for my day. I'm so much more focused. I'm so much more in tune with what I need to do because then I'm not so focused on, oh, I don't have anything for my day. Like I've created my to-do list by the time I start work. Like everything is done and set. So I'm more able to get things done, okay? So have a check-in with your accountability partner. Have them be able to reach out to you. And I love talking, uh, accountability is like one of my favorite topics because I really don't think we take full advantage of the fact that there are people in our lives that can really help us and hold us to our goals and the things we wanna do if we just reached out and we just say, okay, this is what I really wanna do. I know that there are people in your life that you can call and say, girl, this is what I wanna get done. If, if, If the goal is literally just, a morning routine. If that's it, if the goal is just, I want to spend a solid time with amount of amount of time with God every day. If that's it, who in your life can you call to hold you accountable to that? You will get so much more done doing so. And you'll feel that feel that type of um, accountability in your head to where you're not prone to just opening yourself up to distractions because you're gonna fall off. This is not a means of perfectionism y'all. This is a means of just creating discipline and building the muscle muscle of discipline. Okay and i love teaching this like this is like one of my f- time management and anything related to productivity is like one of my favorite topics and i love to break these things down so if you're really interested in learning this like i like go get the ebook but definitely send me an email back and tell me this was helpful to you because i can even do a time management class like if i really if y'all really want to learn this i can teach on this in like a whole way because i just really think that we have a we have a, a perception that time is just fleeting and it's it's like we we control we don't control time, we control ourselves. It's really about self-management. And the biggest thing with you know creating a routine in this pandemic is there are a lot of emotions for people. There are a lot of different situations. So I can't say for everybody this is the way it is for everyone, but having something set for yourself in the day where you can pour back into you not only boost your mood, but it can get you to a point to where if you're in a bad mood that you can switch out of that. There's so much value in being able to have the discipline and being able to say to yourself, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to pour into me. And so that little two hour time, Of doing something small for myself, making up my bed, making sure I take a shower, making sure I brush my teeth and you know, do my facial routine and putting on clothes, real clothes, not just leggings and a t shirt, but putting on some shorts and a little a little cute shirt and putting a headband on my head just like changes my mood. And so it makes such a difference. And so that's why I really wanted to talk about this today. And also, sis, if you're struggling in your mental health, like go see someone. Even during this time, there are so many opportunities for therapists that are doing virtual counseling. If you're interested in trying to find a therapist um, or looking for a therapist, I did a whole webinar called Help Me Find a Therapist that I'll link below. And, and get the webinar and go take the step to find someone during this time because it is so valuable and you may not know that that little itty bitty time that you talk to someone virtually could really be the thing that changes your changes your life in this amount of time too. And so um I just wanted to offer this as a as a place for you to kind of hear something on how to create a routine. I hope it was very helpful to you and again Join my email list. I send stuff to them all the time. If this was helpful to you, send me an email at info at Let me know if you'd be interested in a uh, time management class. And definitely get the ebook if you're interested in creating a routine for yourself. I love you all so much. And I'm so excited that you're going to go into this week with structure and being able to get things done. I'm praying for you always, and I love you a million and million, million one times. All right, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.